With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now for our second part, um, traveling to the state of Ohio, we're going to touch on both teams here, uh, both uh, Jeffrey Benedict joining myself again um, for part two. this, it's going to be a little interesting, I, I think, uh, this year when they're going to Ohio, um, especially because um, Joe Burrow in the mix. Um, it, it's a, it adds that third Heisman winning quarterback um, that uh, Cam Hayward kind of talked about a little bit. Now, when you're facing Joe Burrow and Baker Mayfield, who who would you rather go against? Who who's the guy that's that's better right now? Who's uh, who's who are you leaning towards? As long as the Browns keep trying to make Baker Mayfield into something he isn't, uh, I would rather face Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I just they keep trying to make him a quarterback that he isn't, and that does that's never going to work out. Uh, I the Bengals have a much better offensive minded coach, so I think he's gonna he's gonna get Burrows going. So I, I think I'd still rather face Mayfield. Right, and now. When it comes to uh, Joe Burrow, um, he's entering a very interesting situation. Uh, the Bengals decide uh, to uh, cut Andy Dalton uh, instead of uh, giving him uh, a little bit of playing time uh, and letting Joe kind of develop in the offense a little bit before uh, he takes the reins over. He's also coming to an offensive line that uh, definitely isn't one of the strongest in the league. Is he entering a bad situation? Do you think uh, his confidence could be shot before uh, – before they even turn around in uh, Cincinnati, that is a that is a big question for his future, isn't it? Uh, he's I believe they said he's never lost. He's never been on a team that was bad, mm. like in his whole career, high school, everything. You know, he's never been on those teams, and he's going to be on a bad team. 
Uh, the offensive line is not great. He is not going to have the time he had at Clemson. He could have some good receivers, but right now, uh, while they're in camp, he's barely gotten to throw to A.J. Green. Tyler Boyd's been healthy, but John Ross, uh, the guy they just drafted, the speeder Higgins, I think is his name. Right, yeah. Uh, he's He's been out. Like, I was just looking through some of the stuff about their training camp, and, and like, his number one receiver is a guy who's probably not going to make the team. And that's the guy that Joe Burrows is throwing to right now and developing chemistry with. And they're like, I don't know how this guy makes the team. And it's like, that's your guy? Like, you're going to start him week one? And he, he's going to be like, oh, week one coming in there. Who's this A.J. Green guy? Okay, I've been throwing him the ball. You know, hope it works out. Uh, looking at the Steelers last year when, like, Devlin Hodges and, and Juju Smith-Schuster tried, and they couldn't get anything going because they hadn't played together. They hadn't practiced together. And yet, you know, when Devlin Hodges and James Washington got together after after Mason Rudolph and Ben had been practicing throwing to Dante Moncrief and Juju Smith-Schuster, Devlin Hodges comes in there, starts throwing to James Washington, and James Washington takes off. I I think there is that kind of an element that's going to take place on their team. The longer those wide receivers are out, the harder this is going to be on Joe Burrows. He doesn't have that preseason. He's got that shorter training camp. He's set up for failure, you know, this season really really set up for failure and that's going to be tough on him that's going to be tough to see him how he handles it how he bounces back and how they deal with that right no kidding now on that entire Bengals offense you did touch on a bunch of names already but is there anyone that scares you is, is there anyone that can take over games and really kind of uh turn the tide and potentially knock off the Steelers in a game or two well if they had you know an offensive line Joe Mixon I, I've got a lot of respect for him he's a good really good runner uh, AJ Green, if he can bounce back, and Tyler Boyd are both very solid receivers. I'm not worried at all about John Ross. We'll see, you know, Ty Higgins. I don't think speed isn't something I worry about too much with the Steelers. We we deal with speed well. Now, last year we were dealing with it really well with our zones. So I'm not – their offense really doesn't concern me. It, re, it really doesn't – unless Joe Burrows really just takes off. You know, if Joe Burrows just – lights the world on fire with no preseason. That's the only way they're, they're really a threat right now. As you use that word threat, do you think the Bengals in any sense, say Joe Burrow comes in and he is this, this football, I don't know, this, this, this player that completely changes the league, uh, a future MVP type of Patrick Mahomes on day one. Could they surprise teams? Is it even possible that he could be that good on uh, day one? I, I don't think right off the bat. I actually do have uh, one of my crazy upset possibilities is uh, week 10 at Heinz Field. Uh, the Bengals play eight games and then they get a bye week. Mm. And that bye week when you have young players is a big deal because that really gives them time to sit back, look at the offense, you know, change up what they can, change up what's not working, put new things in. They come off that bye week straight into Pittsburgh. Um, Steelers will have played Baltimore, then a bye, and then Dallas. Both Dallas and Baltimore on the road. And let's say the Steelers are rolling at that point, and we and we're in we're in Heinz uh, Field. I could see it happen. I could see you know a Joe Burrows if he's really if he's really developing. I could see that second half being big for him. You know when he gets that bye week and he's had some experience, he gets some time to sit down. They work some stuff out. And they really, they really get him going. That that game at Heinz Field kind of stands out, uh, partly because Ben Roethlisberger, as good as he is in Ohio, 
has let down games against Cincinnati. Uh, seven of his 10 worst games against the Bengals were at Heinz Field. So if so if they're not doing well and we're doing great and they come out and catch us off guard with some new wrinkles, that's a game I could see uh, kind of being his, you know, his his coming out party would be at Heinz Field hmm. week week 10. I don't – I'm not expecting that to be an upset, <laughs> but if – if he's going to be that kind of player, that's where I think it would show up. I think it would show up right then, coming out of the bye week, coming to Heinz Field, and doing something big. You know what? That uh, that would be a classic Steelers losing to a lesser opponent game, too, if I have yeah. ever seen one. that uh, I think that's kind of the game that I'm most scared of. Um, and, and speaking of losing to a lesser opponent, do you think this team could potentially finish dead last in the entire NFL this year? The Bengals? The Bengals, not the Steelers. <laughs> the Bengals. <laughs> Just making sure. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think they'll be last. Uh, I like some of their their additions. I think they've made themselves a better team. I don't think they'll be good. I'm, I'm thinking around like five wins for them, which is which pulls them out of being the worst. They have a pretty nice schedule too. Our whole AFC North has a pretty easy schedule, and uh, so I, I think they can get to five wins. And and at five wins, they can sit there, especially if he wins several games late in the season, starts coming on, they can they can build on that and say, okay, you know, the rookie was in a bad spot and we can build on this. Right. Now, in their two match matchups this year, do you think uh do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers should absolutely win both these games? Or uh, do you think that trap game that we uh, talked about earlier are they splitting their matchup too? I think we win both. I think we win both. That's that's my pick for a possible upset game, but I don't think it happens. Uh, I can't wait for Minka Fitzpatrick and Dick Butler, uh, Keith Butler. Dick, I was going to say Dick LeBeau and <laughs> Keith Butler, uh, Terrell Austin, Terrell Austin and uh, Minka Fitzpatrick and the guys, Joe Hayden. I mean, we, we're going to, man, we're going to teach that kid a lesson about the NFL. There's, there's no two ways around it. They're, they're going to come in and just teach that kid what the NFL is like. And he probably is not going to, not going to be too happy about it. No, and you know what? I think this year in particular, just with everything that's going on, I think the teams that suck are going to uh, are really going to fold over a whole lot easier. Just with like, I, I think there's a ton of factors kind of weighing on them, especially with a, a quarterback that sometimes uh, like there is adversity throughout the course of a just a one single football game. And at times when the when the LSU Tigers were kind of struggling, which weren't that, a whole lot, you could see a, a lot of frustration out of Joe Burrow. I think he'll be frustrated a ton this year, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if he struggled a little bit. Do you think there's any chance? Like, I, I know it's a first, the first overall pick, but yeah. is there any potential that th- this guy's like going to flame out and potentially not even see a second contract in Cincinnati? There is that chance. I mean, he he made the number one pick by having like the most incredible college season we've ever had, but that was it. Like we we didn't get to see growth. We didn't get to see him lose a big game, you know, to a rival and, and come back. We didn't get to see him deal with fan expectations between seasons, you know, being like, oh, you you know, you failed us, and then the next year he'd come back and do something. We've seen a lot of guys deal with that. Uh, we've seen Lamar Jackson dealt with that. Baker Mayfield dealt with that. Joe Burrows has not dealt with that. Uh, and it reminds me of someone else who kind of never dealt with, you know, the negatives until he got into the NFL. And that was Johnny Manziel who kind of rode that rode those stats and rode those big wins and those big plays right into the NFL and then kind of hit a wall. 
we could see that. I think Joe Burrows has a bigger bust factor than a lot of uh, first-round quarterbacks do. I, I don't I don't necessarily think he's going to be a bust, but he does have that chance. There is definitely that chance where he just he just can't deal with the deal with the reality of the team he's on. Right now, before we move uh, into the Cleveland Browns uh, talk, um, is there anything else you want to you want to touch on on the Cincinnati Bengals? Uh, no, I, I'm, I, I think I think they actually uh, DJ Reader. I wanted to cover him. That's the one. Uh, Bengals were terrible in run defense last year. Uh, Connor ran all over them. Snell ran like we ran all over those guys, and uh, they brought in DJ Reader, got rid of Andrew Billings, and they are really focused on. If you read some of their their camp troubles they've had, uh, they've had fights in camp because the offense is trying to establish the run, and the defenders, the defensive line is like taunting them. Like there was a play where apparently uh, DJ Reader tackled Joe Mixon, kind of pushed him like when he was getting up, and was like, "Find somewhere else to go, Joe." Like don't you know? Don't come my way. Whatever, just don't come this way. They're they're trying to establish that kind of mentality. Uh, they also picked up uh, Josh Bynes from Baltimore, who was a good linebacker. So they their defense, I think, is going to be better. Uh, but that offense has so many question marks. Mainly, mainly a quarterback, and you know how much can he do with this little bit of time? Right. No kidding. Now. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Flipping over to the Browns. I think the most important question with them is, did they win the offseason Super Bowl for a back-to-back time? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. They won it again. <laughs> but, like, I, I, some people I really respect were like, the Browns killed it in the draft, like, in a very non-Browns way. They, they actually had a really good draft. Um, I love, loved Jedrick Wills. I think he is going to be that guy. He's not going to, he doesn't have the flashy, like, oh, look at him, throw that guy to the ground and just, you know, power through people. But he is just going to be solid, technically solid. And he's huge. That's, he's going to be trouble. He's going to be trouble. I don't think, I don't, I don't think you're going to see him like locking down TJ Watt as a rookie. I don't think he's that kind of problem, but he's going to be a good player for them for a long time. Uh, they've got good uh, Betonio and Trotter. They got good inside guys and Jack Conklin coming to them. That's a good. They've got a very solid offensive line. All of a sudden, like they went from a weakness to to very solid. And they've got running backs 
They've got, you know, Kareem Hunt and they've got Nick Chubb. So that's where, to me, their offseason was one. I, I don't care as much about the other positions. They needed to, to get that offensive line going, and they brought in a big piece with uh, Jedrick Wills, and I think that's going to pay dividends. Right. It, it, I think we're thinking the same thing here, too, because one of the things that I did want to ask was on that offensive line. Now, obviously, obviously those additions are pretty insane. Conklin, I think, was probably the Titans' best offensive lineman, even yeah. compared to Taylor Luan. Um, and Wills was obviously one of the best tackles in the draft. The combination of them, the guys they already kind of had on their roster – and the Steelers' front seven is still, I, I think, is one of the top units in football. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Compared to any, like, is this offensive line good enough to kind of hold them in check, or, or are they still, uh, are the Steelers still going to feast uh, statistically on that uh, front seven? I think, I think that's again, that's a big question. Uh, Jack Conklin and, and Wills, they're new, and you don't really have much of a, you don't really have much of an off season. I don't know how well they're going to mesh early on. Uh, the problem for the Steelers is we don't play them early on. I would love like both the Bengals and Browns. I'm, I was, I would have loved to see them early in our schedule. You know, at least one game, but that's not that's not really how it's working. Uh, I, I think they can can give us some some trouble, but I don't I don't think they have the execution, the offense. I don't I don't think they have the kind of thing to really cause us trouble. I don't think we're going to see that. Right now, out of uh, out of their kind of big receiving threats outside of their running backs, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Jarvis Landry, and the newly acquired Austin Hooper, which of those three guys do you think the Steelers are going to uh, kind of struggle the most to deal with? Austin Hooper is a really good athlete. He is really good in the slot. He is dynamic. Uh, I, I think he's hasn't reached his usage like he hasn't his potential hasn't been reached because his usage hasn't been up high enough i think they're going to get there uh i think he's going to be trouble for this whole division especially because you don't have the best linebackers in you know baltimore and 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 cincinnati there's questions at linebacker the steelers lost our best uh linebacker for coverage covering tight ends in the slot that was mark Barron. that was the one thing he actually did really well uh so there are question marks there. If if, he, if they can get Hooper on Vince Williams, that's that's not a good scenario for the Steelers. That's not good for them. Uh, he is he is a big time. He's a big addition to this offense. Jarvis Landry is a perfect fit for Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is that kind of quarterback who, you know, you want him making quick reads and quick throws. They keep trying to be like, hey, Baker, you know, air it out. Be that guy who throws bombs. And he's not that guy. That's not his best usage. And that kind of – I mean, they made a big investment in Odell Beckham Jr., and that hasn't really worked out because it doesn't fit – it doesn't fit Baker Mayfield. Like, Odell was supposed to be the number one, and Jarvis Landry was kind of going to be their number two. But it's been the opposite because Jarvis Landry fits with Baker Mayfield better. I think Austin Hooper is a better fit there. Uh, so, so actually, it's as incredibly talented as Odell Beckham Jr. is. He doesn't scare me in this offense because it's a bad fit. Yeah, no kidding. Now, I think their best offensive player uh, is Nick Chubb. Now, yeah. does he? He obviously presents his own kind of uh, his own kind of a problem when uh, matching up with the Steelers. Is he someone that that uh, you kind of just hope to contain, or is someone? Is he a guy that you can actually shut down? 
with that offensive line this year, I don't I don't think you're really shutting him down. Conklin was a great great addition for that for that purpose. Uh, Chubb is going to be someone that we're going to have to contain, you know, and not let not let them really set up off of him. Not let them run the offense off of him. We've got to we've got to find a way to stop him. Uh, good news on that front is. Like you look at him, you look at Odell Beckham Jr. You think, okay, they're going to pound it with Chubb and then do those play action pass, deep passes to Odell Beckham, but those don't work. Those haven't been working for Mayfield. They haven't been working for the Browns as well. They hook up every once in a while, but not reliably. So he's good, but I don't think he's kind of a, he's not like a game changer in that regard. Now the guy that's uh, standing behind him in that position uh, rotation there, Kareem Hunt. Obviously, he was a beast when he was playing in Kansas City. Uh, is uh, is he someone that uh, is still someone you got to worry about, or is he kind of just regressed to the point where he's just a backup running back? I don't. I don't think he's a backup. He's just not Nick Chubb, and he's not in Kansas City's offense. Uh, he fits more what they should be running with Baker Mayfield and uh, with Austin Hooper. That's a that's a dangerous kind of, you know, Kansas City kind of built combo where you have an athletic pass catching tight end and you have a running back who can run routes almost as well as a wide receiver. So for Hunt and and uh Hooper combo, I I like that combo. The problem is Nick Chubb is just that good. Like are you going to you're going to put your less good player out there simply to better fit your quarterback? You've got to play Chubb. You have to. So that, that's kind of the situation the Browns are in. It's almost like they started to build a team around a quarterback they didn't have, and now they kind of have pieces to better fit that quarterback, but you still have Odell Beckham Jr. You still have Nick Chubb. Like You can't just be like, hey, guys, sit down, because Baker doesn't know how to use you well. Now that you talk about the quarterback position, they did spend a lot of money in for one other player in Mr. Case Keenum. Now, before he signed that – Fairly big. I want to say it was like three years, forty-four million dollars in Cleveland. He, he he got he got some money. Um, he was actually kind of the one name I was like, well, if the Steelers kind of want to bring in a, a veteran guy, perhaps perhaps Case Keenum's that name. But he got paid a, a decent chunk of money in Cleveland. Wow. Should Baker be looking over his shoulder? Uh, could we see a different quarterback uh, taking snaps there in Cleveland? Absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, I think he's at that point where they, they're going to challenge him. And they're, if he's struggling, they're going to give Case Keenum a chance. And actually, Keenum fits this offense really well. Case Keenum would fit that offense really well. Uh, so we could see. We could see. I think it's possible this year we could see Baker lose that job. I, mean, I think we could, especially if you see him, like they, they put in Case Keenum and all of a sudden Keenum's throwing, you know, downfield, getting Beck, Beckham Jr. in those slants and on those – post routes and if Beckham Jr. is putting up numbers then that offense goes through the roof that offense still would take off and uh so I, I think we could see that we think we could see Case Keenum come in and actually be an improvement for them uh mostly again because I think Baker Mayfield is being you know kind of miscast there that would be insane uh, another first overall pick uh another quarterback in that, that Browns lineage that uh, failed, if that's the case of how it ends up going, that uh, that would be insane. Um, and speaking of first overall picks, Miles Garrett, there's a whole lot going on there. Do you think yeah. there's any concern here that there could be some sort of flare-up, another fight, another brawl? Do you think there's going to be any kind of retribution, retaliation hits, or 
what's uh, what's what are we kind of expecting of uh, Miles Garrett playing the Steelers again? I don't expect I don't expect there to be much you know of that kind of drama. I don't expect much in that regard. Uh, the kind of guys you would expect to to do that would be a Ramon Foster or, or a Marquise Pouncey. They're those guys that had those long memories and would deliver those kind of shots. I, I don't think you're going to see that from Villanueva. I don't think you're going to see that from Filer. Um, so I don't, I don't think we'll really, we'll really see much there. And everything from Miles Garrett's side seems he, he just, he just kind of wants to distance himself from it, but he, he's willing to go back and revisit it if they ask him, which they will. Uh, we're so, so in the media side, we're going to see, we're going to see drama. We're, we're going to see drama about that. They're all going to ask everybody about it, but I don't think on the field, uh, we're going to see much with Miles Garrett. Well, speaking of on the field, Miles Garrett, he has dominated Alejandro Villanueva. He's he's been his his kryptonite, and I, I don't know if there's been a defensive player that has uh, played him any better than Miles Garrett has over the years. Do you think that trend continues? Is uh, obviously Miles Garrett is uh, quite a quite a bit younger. Um, is he is he getting a big Ben a, a few times this year? I don't know if he's getting the big Ben, but I I think Villanueva is going to struggle with him again. It's just. You know, it, there's n- not many people can match uh, Alejandro Villanueva's length and his, you know, his strength. They they can't always match that, but Miles Garrett can. Miles Garrett has that kind of length. Miles Garrett has that kind of kind of push, and so you know he takes away Alejandro's best, you know, his advantage for against most people. He takes that away from him, and. That 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 takes away a lot from Al. Al's not the most technically sound. He's not the best tackle. He's just learned how to use his length well, really well. And if if he doesn't have that advantage, and he really doesn't against Garrett, Garrett finds ways to get around that, then Garrett's going to keep giving him trouble. Uh, the Steelers are going to have to find ways to help Al to to keep Ben clean in spite of it, which they've done pretty well. They've done a pretty good job of keeping Ben clean in spite of that. And I think we'll see that happen again. Right. Now, when it comes to corners across the entire AFC North, I think uh, one guy that we could potentially see take a step forward and be the best of the best of corners in the AFC North, even better than a Marlon Humphreys, is potentially Denzel Ward. Uh, watching him play last year, I I was absolutely uh, – my mind was blown away. He He's an outstanding corner. Do you think Do you think he could be someone that could be viewed as the best corner in this division? Yeah. Yeah, he could get there, uh, especially if he stays away from James Washington. <laughs> he uh, he's he's a very physical corner. He's very tough, very good in man coverage. Um, which again, being a tough physical corner doesn't match up well against the Steelers because we have receivers who are built that are all very physical. I mean, we're going to have our other than Deontay Johnson, all our corner, all our wide receivers are very physical, big, strong guys who do great when cornerbacks get physical with them back. Uh, he's great. He's great in Baltimore, man. He, he does, he does a number on them, but we could, we, we could see him really develop and really shine. Uh, but you're going to have to watch games where he's not playing the Steelers. I think to, to really, to really see him do well. Right now, when it comes to overall record against the Browns, they're head to head, of course, as always two games against uh, one another, how how is this split going down? Because right now you got the Steelers a uh, three and one in the AFC North. Uh, what do they uh, improve to or regress to against the Browns? I think we win them both. Okay. 
I think we get them both times. Uh, the matchups aren't – there's no, like, trap game-looking matchups. Uh, obviously, the last game of the season is is against the Browns. If, if we're on top and Baltimore's two games behind us and can't catch us, I could see that game being a, a game where we just let Ben sit and lose it. Um, Landry Jones is 2-0 against the Browns in Week 17, so – yeah, I know. I know. I think this Browns team's a little better than the ones he was beating up on, though. Uh, I I can see that happening. Um, I actually I actually love that last matchup. I love that last week with the the Steelers and the Browns facing off while the Ravens and the the Bengals are bat, are are playing each other. Uh, I would love to see those that week. You know, be in the mix to decide what happens in the in the division, like. If, if either of those teams win, you know, they can knock, you know, the Browns having the chance to knock the Steelers, you know, off the, out of the top spot in the FC North or the Bengals having the chance to do that to the Ravens. I'd, that'd be a great storyline. I'd love to see that. Yeah. I think it motivates both teams. Now you're picking the Steelers to beat the Browns both times, but there has been a lot of chatter around kind of the national media that think uh, the Browns could potentially finish with a better record than the Steelers. Do you think there's any world where that happens? No. <laughs> I really no. Uh they don't have the defense we have. And I mean Baker Mayfield, you know, even even Case Keenum. Case Keenum isn't gonna lead that team to a better record than Ben Rothsburg is gonna lead the Steelers. And Baker Mayfield isn't gonna do that either. Baker Mayfield is uh the, the third best quarterback in this division until Joe Burrows develops. And, and at that point, he's not. He's going to be fourth. It's He's just not – he's not a good fit for what they do in Cleveland. And Cleveland – you'd like to think Cleveland is, is someday going to put it together. Everyone likes to think, oh, wait till Cleveland puts it together. But Cleveland never puts it together. So I, I'm not going to put expectations on them that they, that they are going to put it together now. They could. They honestly could. Uh, that offense – too deep at running back, you know, stars at wide receiver and an athletic pass catching tight end and, you know, a a better offensive line. They could do a lot, but until they actually do it, you know, they're still the Browns. Yeah. No kidding. Now, before we, uh, we rank our AFC team, AFC North teams, I say here, um, is there any other uh, points you want to touch on, on the Cleveland Browns? Uh, they added Andrew Billings. Um, and, was it Carl Joseph? They're they're another team trying to get better against the run. Obviously, we all have to think about that in the FC North when you've got the Baltimore Ravens there. But <laughs> it cracks me up that we've got we've got the Raven, we got the Browns and the Bengals both trying to get better against the run, and the Steelers, you know, are four deep at wide receiver, and they got Ben Roethlisberger coming back, and Eric Ebron just got added to tight end, and everyone's trying to get better against the run. So I I love. I love that situation. It kind of makes me smile. Uh, I'm like, uh, you know, bring it, guys. Let's uh, get get better stuff in the run game. We'll see how that goes for you. Yeah, and honestly, I I feel the same way. I'm very excited against this uh, this matchup against all the AFC North teams. Now, ranking them one to four and uh, where where they'll fall in the, this division. I'm curious where uh, where you're going in the four spot. The four spot, I got the Bengals. Yeah, I agree. Do, I'm do you have a five wins? Five wins, okay. Uh, I'm thinking maybe a little bit less than that. I'm thinking four. Okay. Yeah, and then in the three spot? In the three spot, I've got the Browns. 
The okay, Browns, well, I, I see them under 500 again. I'm, I'm giving them a seven and nine record. Now, uh, obviously, uh, first year head coach, so there's probably not going to be any firings, but they're finishing seven and nine. Do you think Baker's, uh, Baker's out and, and potentially Case Keenum's uh, playing a little bit more there? Is this Baker's last year? Uh, I, I think he saw his, uh, he was 2017 or 20. Oh, was he 2018? I want to say it was 2018. Could, yeah. Yeah. So no, no. it's not. I think so he's, he's got, got his rookie deal. I think they, even if he loses the starting job, I don't see them getting rid of him. I think it would be like, oh, we're going to start this guy and wait. And we think Baker can bounce back. They'll, they'll put a lot of faith in a rookie just because he's on that cheap contract. Right. Now, I'm, I'm saying the Browns are going to go eight and eight and uh, finish right at 500. Three spot. Or two spot. <laughs> well, since I since I said the Steelers are going to win the AFC North, uh, I'm putting the Ravens in the number two spot. Uh, but I think this this season to me smells of you know 2000 you know eight 2010 uh, 2011 was it? There's another year where we were like we were both 11 and five. Uh, I think this is going to be one of those years where those two teams are neck and neck the whole way. And it comes down to just, you know, head-to-head games and we can see each other in the playoffs again. I'd love it. Yeah, you know, uh, I agree there. I think I think uh, there's going to be a tie at the top, both teams being 12-4 and four with that Thanksgiving matchup. It's the one that uh, swings the favor and the Steelers' uh, favor in winning the division. What, uh, what kind of record do you, do you see the Steelers in that number one spot? I see both the Steelers and the Ravens going 13-3. and three. Okay. I, I anywhere between eleven and five and fourteen and two for either of those teams would not surprise me, um, but I think I think thirteen and three, thirteen and three is is pretty pretty much where I think they should end up. Awesome. Now I think I think that just about does it for us. Is there anything uh, you want to plug there, Jeffrey, or anything else going on? Uh, I've got my film room coming out tomorrow. Uh, it's what I put a lot of work into. I actually was in conversation with uh, KT Smith. He used to, uh, was called Cliff Harris is still a punk from the old days. He helped me a lot with it. Uh, and it's on the contrasting run styles of James Conner and Benny Snell and how they read run plays. And uh, and so basically how, how their different run styles and how they read plays uh, make them better at different things. Uh, it's going to be a really good piece. It's a good piece. So check that out tomorrow. Sorry. Perfect. It's all good. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Back in Black. I think I got it right. Uh, I'm really proud of that one for once. Um, uh, thanks again. Uh, we'll be doing it it's again next week. Jeffrey, thanks for coming on and hanging out with me. And as always, make sure you're uh, clicking on to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and always coming back e- each and every day for our uh, family of podcasts. Uh, thanks again for tuning in, guys. I'm your deputy editor, Michael Beck. And for Jeffrey Benedict, uh, we wish you a great night. Have a good- Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.